Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you with another amazing guest all the way from New Mexico, Beverly Neal Clinton. Beverly, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? I'm well, Dallas. Uh, thank you for having me. And um, Brazil, mm-hmm. nice. Very intriguing, right? I was talking with you before we started recording here, and I'm very excited about your passion because you scheduled to interview to have our interview at 6 a.m. That is not very common to happen. <laughs> so I really appreciate you joining us very early. Do you have a cup of coffee with you today? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. So I know that we can get through this then. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to give you an opportunity before we start getting into the content that we have, just tell our audience a little bit about your personal Christian testimony. They love to hear and relate to that with our guests. So go ahead, Beverly. You know, it's, it's interesting. I grew up in the South and it has been a journey. I, I remember people saying to me very early on, that I would speak, that I would uh, someday be in front of people. And I think I naturally equated that to, again, being in the church because, boy, I knew the Bible back, forwards, front, and cover to cover. And I'm surprised my little brain could actually hold that much. And then having said that, my journey has been in front of people and it has been a liberation as Jesus liberated, because I think that's one of the people downplay that part of the ministry, the freeing, the freedom, the liberation. And even at a very, very young age, there were certain scriptures that always stood out to me more than others. One is they that worship in spirit, worship in truth, mm-hmm. because it's transparent. And I, and, and I have one friend who's doctor, actually my partner, Dr. Fred McGuire. He says, yeah, young people use transparency all the time. I don't think they really know what that means. But it to me, that's always been true. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. You can't be anything else other than that. And it's only when you try to put on the clothes of someone with whom you're not, that you not only lie to spirit, you lie to self, you lie to everyone. And, and the best thing is just to be you and to be true to that. Um and having said that, even now my heart quickens. So again, began in the South, and my journey is still evolving. I can't say that it is one thing or, or more this than that. And I think that you'll see that when I close with the prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that, again, I bring up the spirit, and that's exactly how my prayer starts out. So there are things that happen in my life on a daily basis that I can't script in. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's just being in that space of being open and aware and listening. I like what you said, focusing on the freedom of Christianity, because we have a freedom to do what we desire to do. It's either going to please the world or please the Lord. And I think we should go back to that, the freedom of Christianity, because we have the freedom, but are we going to use it for what? To gratify the flesh, like the verse says, or are we going to use it to glorify the Father who, I have mercy. That's the reason why I'm breathing right now. You know, The reason why you're here today is because of the grace of God. The reason why our audience are tuning in today, they have breath in their lungs because of the mercy and the grace of God. And, and I'm grateful for that. I am grateful because I don't deserve to Every be day. here. I don't. And thank you for sharing that. Anything else you want to tell us about your faith journey or faith walk? It's still continuing. I, I encounter so many people. The conversations I have are priceless. The um, there's a saying that says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's how it's felt for me, especially since we're having this conversation uh, about money, finances, faith. Um, the faith of a mustard seed is something else that pops off in my mind because people have, they don't have to, nobody has to do anything but Mm -hmm. when you choose it and that's the other thing i think we underestimate the power of choice one decision can make you go left or right and that decision can either create or it can destroy and and when you're in the moment when you're present when you're aware and that's the other thing you will find me using a lot of my grandmother's colloquialisms as we speak she used to say, you do better when you know better. Mm. And I thought that that was just one of those things. And I'd be like, Grandma, what? And now I'm, I'm amazed at how much what she says is coming now into my everyday language. And like she would say, if you learned it, you can unlearn it. And yeah, there are just some good. things that I know, right? There are some things that we just do because that's what we've seen and that's what we've always known. And then the third one is um, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and between blending all of those three thoughts together, oh, God. And another thing she should say, you could make a whole other world with the stuff you don't know. Mm. And that's what this has, is about for me. It's about shedding light um, so that you can do better because you know better. Yeah. And going back to your thought a minute ago about, let's say whenever someone backslides, it's not just one, it's not, it's not just one big choice. You know, it's a lot of little choices. Well, you said it is a choice, right? It is one choice, but it starts with that one little choice. That leads to that one, and then that one, and that one, and then the line that you're never going to cross has moved. And you're like, man, oh, I absolutely. didn't expect to be here. You know, I, I shouldn't have made absolutely. that first decision that led to that other. You know, and that, that's what happens for people that fall away. And Beverly, thank you for sharing those things, your grandmother's thoughts there, and tell us a little bit about your your life, your career. I feel that like you're passionate about helping people, so we're going to talk about that as well. 
You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Nava Church Marketing is your personalized, complete support marketing system that gives you the freedom to focus on the people that need you most while they handle the rest. Nava's three core phrases make up their definite church marketing method that provides you with a clear path to more church engagement that leads to them entering your discipling process. Find more information at navachurchmarketing.com. That is N-A-V-A churchmarketing.com. God knows more than all of us. In fact, you probably want to know more about what He truly knows. Thankfully, He wrote a bunch of it down in the Bible. Hungry for Wisdom podcast is an all-you-can-eat buffet of God's guidance to live skillfully in this world. Jesus deserves disciples. Listen to the podcast by searching Hungry for Wisdom on your favorite podcast app today. When I graduated from high school, um, I went into the Marine Corps as an act of open rebellion instead of going to William & Mary College to become a lawyer. Then I became a court stenographer where I owned my own firm, had tons of friends in the judiciary. Uh, Then my husband... um, he builds supercomputers. So that's what brought us here to New Mexico. He's a, mm-hmm. got a brilliant, beautiful mind. I always say tongue in cheek. He says things some days and honest to God, I have no idea what he's saying. I'm just wait, I'm shaking my yeah. head, nodding approval. Occasionally mm-hmm. I smile. He, he feels really happy, so we're good. Um and then when we moved here, our children were small, so I didn't feel comfortable leaving them with people that I didn't know. So I had to do a career shift. And um, ended up from there working the nine to five job, which has never been my forte. I've always been an entrepreneur, just that's just the way I'm built. And I then was finally able to leave the nine to five. I became a mobile notary, which exposed me to some information. And then I began flipping businesses, which is very much like flipping houses, except it's a lot more lucrative and a lot more fun, not as stressful. And then that's what led me to um, this business, which is so ironic because I initially called Dr. McGuire to purchase his business. And he he is a six foot eight wow. pterodactyl. Um, he is a retired homicide commander in New Jersey, who has a PhD in mathematics. Brilliant teddy bear of a man. For whatever reason, he took to me. And we started this, well, he let me come into play. I'll say it that way. He's always had this. He's always known about his efficacies. He's seen the, um, how it's changed people's lives. And he reached out to me and like, it's so funny because I, I reached out to him to purchase his business and he ended up uh, selling me on his and now we're partners. Mm. Uh, that's never happened. And I don't, I, I don't do that. I, I just, in the years I've been flipping businesses, I've never done that. Uh, his idea though, was one that I had many years ago. I just didn't know how to make it work. It's like I had the beginning of the idea. I had the output of the idea, but it was the middle part 
that was just nebulous, ethereal, and I couldn't quite touch it. And he had all those pieces. And, and what we talked about was um, a real and tangible way of closing the income equality gap. Uh, data supports, now, the, the name of my business is African American Trust. That is a twofold play on words. One, it is to build African American trust within the African American community. And then two, it is to build trust with outside of the African American community because that's really never been there. One of the things that I would say is that, um, and I want to bring this up to clarity because my son said to me, Mom, you just can't have something like just for African Americans because that's just like racism, it's just worse. And so that tells me on some level he's been listening to me rant and rave all these years. Um, and it's true. Uh, ironically, one of the very first people who signed up was a white woman because she got it. Uh, and it is, this is a tool by which we understand or we begin to understand more that money is simply a tool. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. But if you don't know how to, the, the analogy that I use for the tool is you can have a hammer and you can have a saw. You're not going to take the saw to nail anything. You're not going to take the hammer to create a circle. They're just yeah. tools. How will you use those? Um, and, and this is the beauty of, of this program in that it shows you how to use the tools. Um, and the reason I'm on with you today is, is because today we're talking about how this tool can be used within the church. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, again, don't think about that. Again, they never include the church within uh, monies. And I'm like, you are missing the point, my dude. It is, it is, that's how we build, that's how we grow, that's how we create. And one of the things you'll see is I'll give you some numbers just to think about. Now, this was pre-pandemic. There's about 30, 350,000 churches across our nation. Uh, about 4,500 of those close every year, which then leads to about 1,400 people being displaced because they no longer have their fellowship home. So many of the churches are about only five to six months of capital away from becoming insolvent. And so they have to factor out the collection plate. Mm -hmm. and, and, that's, and that's that's real numbers. So what we've done is we have um, changed the dynamics in that churches have a number of ministries, one of which you are. So churches have a number of ministries that address a host of necessary causes. But the most important one is the Ministry of Sustainability. Mm. Um, and what, what happens is, is that will ensure that the church is financially viable to clear. Uh, it's financially viable and it's um, 
able to address his financial needs. So what we look at with the church is the ministry of sustainability. And, and what we envision and what we've seen in the past. Uh, and the, when I talk about things, they are proven. They've already been done before. So it's not like we're making up anything. So I want to backtrack just a little bit yeah. and say this, that there is a separation of church and state. Having said that, it doesn't matter how they file, they still have to file with the IRS. All of the tools that we use come from the U.S. tax code. Every single one. So the tax code in and of itself has about 73,000 pages, which equals about 12,000 volumes, wow. which we've synthesized down to a relevant and pertinent 522 pages. So we take those pages and everything that we do comes from that tax code, which justifies our reason as to why we can have the conversations and the write-offs and the deductions that we say we can, because essentially what we've done is we have used the tax codes because that's what's in them. And that's what justifies our being able to use them. So most churches um, have the 501c3 status. But what ends up happening is is it's a powerful tool when utilized properly. Uh, It can actually share its tax status with its congregation. And that's what a lot of people don't know. uh, in fact, the 501c3 organizations, they have a unique claim to a set of U.S. tax codes imp- uh, elements that clearly are beneficial to the individuals. However, they can only be utilized and implemented through a partnership with the 501c3. Mm-hmm. And the way that we have this work is that the church can select a member of their congregation and they can be trained through our platform. Um, Our platform is built on Toyota's platform. They have a three-tier system. There is the senior senior executive trust officer, there's a regional executive trust officer, and then there's a trust officer. And the church can delegate whom they want to act in which roles. But what they do is... um, they enjoy the captive and receptive audience, and they actually have the official stamp of approval by the church, and they can select them and set them up as a ministry. Hmm. So what happens there is that they immediately achieve what no agent or broker or a financial planner, and by the way, a lot of people, when they speak with us, they say, oh, are you a CPA? Are you a certified financial planner? And, and we are very clear CPAs, financial planners, and lawyers come to us when they can't figure stuff out. So, no, 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 that's not. We have specialized knowledge that we use um, that we're going to talk about a little bit more down the road. And that explains how we're able to craft and create information that is 
beneficial to the individual as well as in, in, as well as beneficial to the church. Yeah. So imagine a congregation where they have created trusts that are able to give to the church, the church's charities, as well as benefit them and their families. Where could the church then be mm. sustainable? Yeah. The things that you're seeing here, it's a little out of my depth. I'm not, I can't exactly like make the comments I want to make with you because it's just something that I just really don't understand. And so I think that's why it's really unique that you are here because I don't understand. And I know we have audience who are listening today who have no idea about these benefits that can benefit the church, can benefit the individual. And so it's a pleasure to have you and share about these things. To, I to tell explain. you what, let me let me let me flip the script, and I'm going to do. So I want you to table that trust discussion, and the look that you have in your eyes is fine. I'm I used I'm used to seeing that. So I'm going to flip the script, and I'm going to give you another avenue to think about. Please that do. that Please can do. actually help. Um, when we were talking about the slippery slope, mm-hmm. instead of sliding down, I'm going to have you slide across. So in our tax zero plan, our tax zero plan allows small business owners. And when I say small business owners, I'm talking people who have a 1099 or someone who has a small business or even people within the medical profession, uh, surgical nurses, traveling nurses, physical therapists landscapers, people who work online like yourself, uh, anyone who receives anything other than a W-2 form. Those people, um, I tell people, if you could imagine uh, Willy Wonka, remember when, when he realized that he had the, um, the golden ticket? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, when Willy Wonka realized he had the golden ticket, that's when his whole life changed because then he was aware <laughs> and he was able to do a, a he was able to do a whole lot more because he had access to the chocolate factory. When people have that 1099, what uh, many of them do not realize is that their first $74,458 of income can be tax free. Mm. Wow. Which is kind of unheard of, you know, because usually when we think about it, like, yeah, that's not the case. So continue no. with that, please. So I'm going to give you one example of what's contained within our plan. I'm going to put this um, So in our tax plan, we have access to, again, the tax codes that have broken out exactly how we are able to um, help you. Specifically, Section 162C1 of the RRC states that any expenditure that a taxpayer makes in order to increase their net worth or lower their tax liability by virtue of education reading or recorded material, whether copyrighted or not, shall be fully tax deductible 
in the year so expended. So our tax zero plan has annotated all everything that you need to know. That plan will be $949 for the first 60 individuals. For everyone else after that, the cost is $1,495 plus the $249 yearly as an update. Mm -hmm. But having expended the funds that you've expended as an investment to learn how to lower your overall tax liability, our plan is actually deductible as an educational expense. Mm -hmm. So everyone's happy at the end of the day. Everyone's happy. Now, having said that, though, imagine imagine this, because I want you to think about how much more you will be able to tithe, how much more you will be able to give, how much more you will be able to receive and create. Using this plan over a 25-year, we call side hustle gig, you will be able to save $650,000 in a 25-year span if you were, and, and that then in turn leads you to about $925, $925,000 in retirement income, all legal, because mm-hmm. again, it's based on the IR codes. And as a result of having that, then you're able again to just create more, do more. And by using this plan, you're also going to increase your spendable income every year by about 70%. So mm-hmm. while others are still struggling with inflation, that is not going to be the issue with you because you haven't changed anything you've done. What you now done is utilize the information that has always been available, but now you're using it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And to ask the best person, is this something that you're applying in your life as well? And the people on your team are applying as well. So this is something that's been working for years for you guys. This has been work. Not only has it been working for years, that, that so that's a great segue question. So Dr. McGuire came up with this plan about like I said, 35 years ago when Wall Street was having some some growing pains and they were like, but well, I don't want to pay that many taxes. I don't mm-hmm. want to pay that much in taxes. So how do I legally, you know, thwart that? And this was when the when, when Wall Street brokers were in the 46% tax rate. So regardless of what they made, they were paying 46% on those taxes. <clears throat> Utilizing this plan, they were then able to implement it and, again, boost up their spendable income by that 70% mm-hmm. because, again, their first 74, 4058 income was tax-free because that's what, using these IRC codes, they could then zero those out or mm-hmm. at least deduct them legally based on what is within our plan. And so you're talking about that specific avenue. Do you other do you offer some other financial gifts or goals or long-term, short-term plans? What do you guys do? What else do you guys focus on with this company? Well, so we start with the tax zero plan because we believe that that could be an inroad to opening up more. Because once you see the benefits of the tax plan, 
it's always a natural inclination to say, well, what else is possible? It is our hope and desire that once you see how well this plan works for you, that then you will like to migrate into trust creations. Trust creations are fascinating tools that um, can create unimaginable generational repeatable, sustainable wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we we all want at the end of the day, right? Let's not kid ourselves. We all want this, right? We all want this. Well, not only do you want this, so I'm going to talk about two separate, I'm going to use two hands again. On the one hand, with the tax zero plan, many people are working in that gig economy. They've cobbled together two, three jobs, none of which are full-time, all Mm -hmm. of which involve them having part-time income, no benefits, no retirement. The tax zero plan then helps them create that retirement that most of the time, no, not most, it will outpace your W-2 employees Mm -hmm. all day long. That's one portion. And then the second portion is the trust creation. So now that you have this money, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to be future forward and plan down the road for your family? There's there's, um, one of our trusts is called the 100-Year Bank. You're able to set up not only for yourself, but for two generations and a half. So 40 plus 40 plus 20 is the 100-Year Bank where you can have trustees within your trust and for the next 100 years, they will receive payment as a trustee of that trust, which is tax-free. So let's say if it were a million dollars that they were managing as a result of uh, the trust in and of itself, they would receive the interest from that million and it then the principal continues to grow and maintain itself. Mm-hmm. And then that's, and then when that generation is ready, they can forecast, okay, I, this is, this is what I know. Sorry, that was my dog. This is what I know. Oh, this is the person with whom I now feel comfortable and they are financially savvy enough to continue this for another generation. Mm-hmm. So again, um, getting back to what I see when I think of African-American trust, again, I, I you will hear me say that for years, I feel that the African-American community has had taxation without representation. We are by far first fired, last hired, lower in wages. I have a master's degree in IT the data supports that the more education black women have, the less money they make. I can tell you from experience, looking at the corporate environment when I was there, that I certainly fell within that category. Mm -hmm. I know of several other African-American women who have left corporate, same scenario, tons of education, tons of certifications, and still not making as much as their counterparts. So when we look at that, it's how do we take the monies that we now have available to do more with because um, financially we've not had that as a tool. So Mm -hmm. this is also about financial literacy. 
Um, this is about knowing when to use the hammer and knowing when to use the saw. I have some some information here from your website, AfricanAmericanTrust.com, that is saying if is half the word of life. And so tell us a little bit more about what this is talking about. Uh, it's imagine the possibilities of where we would be if, like with, I'm a military vet, I'm a Marine. Did you know that when World War II vets came back and, and middle class was being created, we were not afforded the opportunity to have the VA loan. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, World War One went abroad, fought for our country, came back. We were being strung up instead of celebrating. There are, there are numerable, numerable cases where that happened. Um, if we were allowed to have just access to monies that have been available to many other folks, mm -hmm. where would we be? Where would we be if for 450 years we did not have to pay taxes? Where would we be? And it's just looking at all of the all of the American part of the American dream we were denied. Mm -hmm. And I can't say it's I, I can I can say through no fault of our own, but I can also say Jim Crow redlining. I remember one of the very first homes we bought in South Carolina. And 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 that, that's when I was a court reporter. So I was I was making more money than I had time to spend. I had checks in my purse that I I mean thousands of dollars of checks in my purse that I didn't have time to cash. Mm -hmm. And I remember us looking at homes, and this was like in the early nineties. And the real estate agent was taking us to places where certainly that's not where I grew up, nor would I want to raise my family there. Um. And I finally said to her, I said, is there a reason why we're not, and I knew about the neighborhoods that I wanted to live in. I said, is there a reason why we're not seeing those neighborhoods? Because that's where I want to live. That's mm -hmm. where we can afford to live. And I said to her, if you take me to one other neighborhood that I would not raise my family and I'm just going to get a new agent mm -hmm. or I can go do this on my own. And it's just little subtleties that are that way. Um, so that's what IF is about. IF is about what would happen if we were allowed access to the American dream and not because of Jim Crow and not because of the black codes and not mm -hmm. because of those things that we don't like to talk about because they're uncomfortable. So for us, it is using what we have access to, but we didn't know that we had access to and now using it to our advantage. Because it money like that's again, exactly what you guys are doing. Yeah, that's it. And and, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to be very clear. I'm not saying no, it's just for us. What I am saying, though, is, and I've always again believe this, I don't want you to have me sit at a table and not be able to eat. I don't want crumbs. I want to have whatever's at that buffet, and mm -hmm. I want to taste and experience all of it. Yeah. And this allows that to be a real possibility. Yeah. And and to change people's lives. 
Talking about people's lives being changed, what would you say is the biggest mistake that people make financially through all the years of working with people and finances and all of this that you're discussing here today? Fear. Fear and um, being afraid to try something different. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Um, if you want to experience something different, then you have to do something different. So we've mm -hmm. all been taught, you get a good job, you, when you go to school, you get a good job, you get paid, you stay there. That is not true anymore. The the world, that's why I said when I talked about that gig economy of people hobbling, cobbling together jobs, that's the world in which we live. Have you ever read that book, Who Moved My Cheese? No, I haven't. Mm -mm. It's a really good book. Really quick read. I, I suggest a lot of people read it because it encapsulates being able to um, change your mind under various circumstances. But in Who Moved My Cheese, there's somebody, everybody, and nobody. And that's all I'm gonna tell you. you just read the book and you'll see you'll see how they come into play. When people don't do better, it's A, they don't know better, B, they don't want to learn, or C, they're just so afraid that they're paralyzed. Yeah. And there is nothing about being free if you're paralyzed. There is no freedom in being paralyzed. You're certainly stuck. So when I think about the financial mistakes people make, A, they, they think that the 949 that they will spend is is an exorbitant amount of money but again my grandmother she used to say i don't have a whole lot of book learning but i got a lot of common sense and if i had to choose between the two i'd choose common sense every day so if we're looking at investing 949 with a money back guarantee to open the door so that you can receive up to your first 74458 tax-free, and you can't do that simple math to look at how mm -hmm. the 949 exponentializes your incoming, then you're not my, this message isn't for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, and, and another thing that I tell people for accountability, I'm big on personal accountability because no matter what happens in your life, the constant is you, you are always there. That's how come you can have a house full of Mm -hmm. A house full of children and everybody will see their lives differently. But whatever happened in your life, you were always the constant and you were present. So, again, getting back to personal accountability, I tell people, you don't have to um, accept what I'm saying because the proof is always in, in the output. Mm -hmm. But first of all, we pulled off, the, we pulled back your hesitancy by giving you a guarantee, a money-back guarantee, which we've never had to give back anybody their money. Um, if we share this information with you, and for whatever reason you choose not to act upon it, that's not on me. That's on you. And it's kind of like voting. You don't get to whine to me about voting and who we elected if you didn't participate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. So to, to take this all back to the beginning of our message today, talking to churches, and you're saying here now individuals. And so would you be speaking directly to church leaders, church pastors? Who would be this specific market today for this message? 
I would I would definitely speak to the church pastors because they know their congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, they know who the point people should be to lead this particular ministry. They know who the person would be to be the voice piece for this ministry. Um, so yeah, as a matter of fact, my my uh, partner's sister again. Um, Annie spoke, and there were it was a really big convention. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, you know, there are close to, I want to say like 16,000 people, 16,000 ministers. Because the convention that comes to mind for me is a Southern Baptist convention. I don't think it was that one, but it was something mm-hmm. like that one. And they were ready to go. They were, they all wanted her to come and talk to their churches. And then she um, got throat cancer. So they were poised. All the material was set. And, and that's the other thing, too. So all of the material is already available. It's already been branded. There's nothing for you to go out and create. There's nothing for you to do. Your job is to spread this word. Spread the word. That's it. Spread the word. Spread the word. And and spread the word. Maintain the ministry. Create the sustainability. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, one of the things I used to have about is how long have we been putting money in that building fund? I haven't seen a building yet. Where is it? Mm-hmm. This can create that doing the same things that you're doing now, except using the tax codes to your advantage, therefore having access to the spendable income, which you now can donate because, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a circle and it continues to move and grow and evolve. You just have to remove the stop and let the wheel spin. Yeah. So don't have fear. Don't have fear of the unknown because for me today, I'm completely, like I said, out of my depth. I don't know what's going on, but I understand this is important and I'm going to look into it more. And I encourage our audience to to look into it more. If this is something that is intriguing you, for me, I'm a missionary and this is intriguing me. So I know it's something that we always want to, to save money. We will always want to be financially secure and provide for our family and our generations to come. And so I don't think there's anyone who doesn't want that. So please, I want to tell our audience, check out the website. You can find this on AfricanAmericanTrust.us, USTrusted.com as well. And there's some other links there that you guys can all find below in the description of the post. One more thing. um, How can we find you, Beverly? Do you have anything out there, any social media that we can connect with, reach out to you specifically? This is a very grassroots movement. I do have a Facebook page. I'm working on doing the whole social media thing. I'm almost 60. So, you know, they weren't doing this when I started out. Uh, my email address is Beverly at AfricanAmericanTrust.us or Beverly AAT at Gmail. And of course, you can always call at 505-412-0995. I would suggest, though, that they actually go to the website. Um, and fill out the, there's a place that you can put in contact me. I get information that way daily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing I was going to say. So when we looked at the number of taxpayers in 2021, there were 143 million people who filed their taxes. 
-hmm. So anyone who files their taxes is eligible for the tax zero plan. And then regarding the churches, when we speak with the pastors of those of those denominations, those churches, they can then, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm going to have a meeting that I'd like to have, I don't know, however many pastors you want to get together. Because I find that when you have more than one, someone else may ask a question that you may be thinking about, but you haven't brought it up. And when you have that synergy of people in place, then everyone's questions get answered. And we meet via Zoom, which I think is phenomenal, Zoom, Skype, any of those modalities. And, and we can uh, explain more to how they are able to use this to their advantage and uh, create the, the ministry of sustainability for their churches. Yeah. Thank you so much, Beverly. I have been educated today. And you were talking about your prayer in the beginning of our episode today. Can you tell us this prayer that you have for our audience today? And then we'll close out the episode. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's only one spirit and one God and one divinity. The spirit is in me and you without exception. Whether I see it or not, whether I connect with it or not, it is ever present. I look for divinity at all times. I thank spirit, God, and divinity at all times, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you here today. One more time, check out all of the links, connect with her, send her an email, put in all that information on the site, and find freedom financially. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.